welcome back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly with Matthew Fisher and my better half, Ray Booten, over here. We're coming live and direct from the uh, from ground zero uh, of the situation, you know, doing it big. Doing it big, we're bringing you all the paranormal you could ever handle and you would ever want to wrap your hearts and your arms around for big hugs. Today's episode, folks, is... The do's and don'ts of ghost hunting. People need to know this stuff, right, Ray? Oh, yeah. They need to know going in. It's a weird thing. You know, you see a lot of it on TV and you think to yourself, well, hey, if, 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 that, if that dummy's doing it, any dummy can do it. You know what I mean? And it's not quite the case. And, you know, some of these shows are probably aren't up to up to up. Are probably aren't on the up and up of what they should be doing, maybe as far as protection or respect for the spirits or, uh, you know, any, you know, anything, you know, it's one of those things. Once you get to a, a, a height of popularity and, and audience, I think that it's easy for certain, certain, uh, ethics from the past to kind of slip away. And, you know, the, the, the medium of television is no different, uh, just like film, you know what I mean? But, uh, so we, where should we start with uh, this one, Ray? What do you think? Well, I took. I was curious, so I took a look around, yeah. and I went off of the uh, the channels, mm-hmm. and I went to the uh, different streaming services, and there are so many out there, and I literally did a sampling of at least a dozen uh, different groups that have had videos put up there, yeah. and watched how different people did things as well as uh, some of the mainstream ones, and I'm not going to mention names when I do it. The first thing I'd say is, and it depends on your budget, but the first thing to look at is equipment. You yeah. can get to get the best you can afford. Um, let's, and as an example, if you're using EVPs, what's the range of the equipment you have? What can it pick up? Just what we hear, or does it have a, a sensitive mic, a multidirectional mic? You've got to, or if you're looking at a camera, do you have a full spectrum one? If you're going to take it serious, get the best that you can afford to be able to document what you run into and what is going on. Because without that, then it's all going to be shady images or sounds you don't understand. Yeah, there's a your Panasonic has a recorder that's like a, like a Panasonic V60 or something like that. I can't quite remember it off the top of my head, but. It was known to be very good with paranormal because um, you could, like for some reason, that version of it was made um, this, with the, the microphones in it were like, there was something up with them where it got, it was very, very clear, like you can't get them anymore, but like it was picking up paranormal voices. That's how good the microphone was. I mean, if you were to try and get it now, you'd be paying, you know, thousands of dollars online on eBay for it or whatever. But, um, you know, that I've heard there's even, um, like, recorder apps you can get for your phone nowadays. If you have a quality phone, they have some good apps out there yeah. Uh, yeah. as far as recording goes. And all you need is a decent phone to be able to do it. Yeah. But the first thing you're going to have to look at is, yeah, it's going to be your, your equipment. Is it going to be worth it, or are you going to come back and say, what's that, what's this? And you really can't tell because the sound wasn't good or the image wasn't good. Is that if you're going to do this, uh, provided you can afford it, spend a little money to get equipment that makes it worthwhile so you can document what you catch and be clear on what you're documenting. Yeah. Um, so I, I think if they were putting together a list of things uh, – the recorder is A1, first things first. You know, you're going to want that for communication. Um, what else do you think they should suggest? Camera? Either video camera and still camera? I would, Yeah, I would say both. A video camera and a still camera. Uh, still camera if you can, a full spectrum. Uh, video camera if you have one that can also function well in low light. Mm-hmm. That, that would be good. Um, if you want something like a fluor or something that picks up like infrared, uh, to see temperature differences, that would work well also. They have some apps that will do that too. Some of this you can get right for your phone. I'm not talking about the apps that where, uh, it charts a ghost and you see a stick figure dancing. I've got my doubts about that. Yeah. But, uh, 
I'm talking about uh, infrared, taking, uh, getting a good recording, just basic equipment. I don't believe you have to be super techno when you do this or that you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. You can get a response. Yeah, it's true. The other other thing that's very, very big, and you mentioned it, uh, is your attitude and your behavior. Number one is respect for spirits. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got to be respectful. These were, most spirits were once people. Yeah. And you're attempting to communicate with them. So you've got to be able to go in there and show this respect. And uh, you're more likely to get a response in doing that. I disagree with the people that the only way they think they can get a response is being antagonistic. Yeah. Uh, once you, what you might get a response from isn't necessarily going to be too friendly. Truth. If you're challenging. Also, and I've noticed this um, in looking at a variety of shows, is that, and it's difficult, if it's, particularly if it's the first time you have a reaction to something, when yeah. something occurs, your your reaction is going to be strong, but as much as possible, particularly as time goes by, try not to overact, overreact. Yeah. In other words, when something happens, don't start screaming, don't start yelling at each other. Did you see that? Did you hear that? Did you? Because something may be going on that you're going to miss. Yeah. While you're while you're 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 reacting very very strongly and loudly, and when, also when you're looking at an attitude. Um, you can't go in just to try and disprove. Otherwise, you're disproving everything. Mm. And I've seen, uh, I was watching one uh, recently where people were there and, oops, that storm moved on. Uh, <laughs> people were there and they were looking at, uh, and they had a heat sensing, a night vision camera, and they were looking at the top of this large building. Because someone said, I think I see something up there. And then the, uh, they got it. And it looked like something was up there. And the other person says, oh, that could be a weather vane. And then it went on to something else. Now, what disappointed me was the next day in the daylight, they did not go to the same spot and look and see if there was a weather vane. Yeah. They were so intent on disproving. And another example is they, uh, this particular group was in the catacombs or the basements of a castle that had been wired up so people could go through there. And they caught something on infrared that looked like a glowing head and the image came down. And they thought that was fascinating until they took another shot with a regular camera and they saw there was a light up there, which was not on when they were in. They were investigating in the dark. Yeah. And they, they immediately said, oh, that's the residual heat from the lamp or the light. Now, they were in the basement or these catacombs underneath these tunnels on an old castle. The place had been shut down for them to go in. No one bothered to check. Has anybody had these lights on recently? Because they went down in the dark. Mm. If those lights hadn't been on for a long period of time, there was no residual heat. They did get a figure <laughs> down the end of the hall. And when you're looking to disprove everything, you'll find a reason to disprove it. The same as if you're looking to prove everything. A moth flies by and, oh my God, there's a ghost. Or, yeah. oh, look look at the orbs. Well, you just walk through the room. No one has been there in 10 years and there's a dust cloud behind you. Yeah, there are orbs. Yeah. So you've got to maintain a middle road there. You've got to say, okay, <coughs> what is it? Mm. What could it be? You have to verify one way or the other with an open mind. And uh, another thing, we were talking about equipment. Don't rule out old school. Yeah. And by that, I mean, to me, for instance, uh, you take ping pong balls. They're light. They're small. Uh, you could put them down. If you were to put them on a floor, what I would do is I would stomp around all around them to make sure they don't move. And then if you have an extra camera, keep the camera on the ping pong ball. Mm. And come back and check it later. See if the ball's moved and verify it with the camera. Or if there's, let's say, an attic where uh, there's lots of footsteps, whether it's flour or baby powder, mm-hmm. dust it, leave it. If you hear footsteps, later on go up there, see if there's footprints. In other words, some of these old school things, particularly if you can involve a camera, but even if you don't, you just take pictures to verify 
they can give you evidence without a lot of money. Yeah. They can give you a chance to be able to say, hey, look, we caught something. We heard footprints. We went back up there, and there were footprints in the uh, in the flower we put down. Or that ball's not in the same spot. We had a camera on it. You can see it being rolled when we asked them to. Yeah. And it, it also goes uh, when people are doing EVPs. I've seen two things which um, didn't impress me that much. One is that uh, a person was walking around asking questions. And they would have a follow-up question almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And then another one. And then another one. And these things, maybe five seconds or less between. And what they did at the end is end of EVP session. We'll check it tomorrow. Now, if you're asking and you're getting, you want an interaction with the spirit, number one, you give them time to interact. And two, check to see if they did. Show them some respect. Maybe they gave you an answer. Yeah. And that way they, you have an appropriate follow-up question. You know, Is this John? And you get no. So, okay. You listen. You go, no. You're a bit surprised. And you're like, okay, who is this? Maybe you get a name. Maybe you can trace that name to somebody who lived there. But give them time to respond and you re- you respond by listening to that EVP, and if there is something there, following up on it, thanking them for it, and asking the next logical question. And that can include things, uh, well, going to like quite often people ask, you know, make a noise. Yeah. And then they wait a couple, two or three seconds, and then they tell them, uh, can you make a noise? Well, if you don't get a noise, or what you can start off with is, can you make a noise, something like this, and knock on something a couple times? And then wait to see if this sound back. Give them something that they can do for you. Notice, can you knock like this, knock, knock, and then wait to see if you get one back. Yeah, so in most situations, you're going to have to ask for permission from the homeowners or property owners to investigate you know, the the place to begin with. Um, you also got to be courteous to the spirits themselves uh, to cooperate. Yeah, and uh, one thing I've noticed, uh, another thing is that uh, quite often they're going around and they're talking and then they say, okay, let's turn the video on. Yeah. Or let's turn the audio on. Personally, I would think that if you have enough battery and you have enough storage in your equipment, you should leave it on all the time. You don't know when they're going to come through and how they're going to come through. You may do an investigation. You didn't get anything. You're sitting there reviewing it, and suddenly you're hearing voices in the background because there were answers to things you were saying that you couldn't hear, not during your EVP session, but while you were walking around. Or yeah. Maybe you see something you can go back and investigate. You've got to give them a chance. Give them some respect and give them a chance because they're in another realm Maybe whether it's to gather the energy, to trust you, to talk to you, and uh, yeah, give me a chance for that response. What's your take on like EMF readers? Uh, actually, that was the next thing I had on my list. Hey. Um, I don't put them down as everything that yeah. some people do. As soon as they pick one up, they go, "Oh, that, that's EMF. That's why you feel that way. That's why you see this." I know from one city I lived in, you used to drive. You used to drive, and you would, con- in several areas, you'd be going over high power lines. I mean, you'd be going underneath them. And there's, it used to be, you have transformers outside of houses. You have circuit breakers, and it used to be fuses in houses. You have electrical in the house. And if there's an abnormally high concentration, yes, it can affect you. But it's not the end all to automatically say, oh, nope, they see that because it's high EMF in here. Continue investigating to see if you can find something that the EMF field cannot explain. An object moving, an EVP, something of that sort. Instead of uh, just dismissing outright, up oh, high EMF field, nope, that's, that's the reason for it. That's that open-minded both ways, not attributing everything to spirit and not going everything is not spirit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, you have the energy, 
It's all the energy. I mean, we've talked about, I think every single episode, we, we, we dive into the, the energy fact of it, you know. Now, with the, you also get temp gauges in the paranormal field, too, to check the temperature, because if, if things get a little too chilly around you, you know, you, you probably got something uh, otherworldly surrounding you. What do you think? Uh, the whole energy thing, yes. I think that there is something uh, to the energy to the energy um if you hit a cold spot it may be drawing energy one thing i've seen which i totally disagree with someone saying you know use my energy um and then whether it was real or not uh the person afterwards got sick well you just offered up your energy and your energy is part of your life essence and you have to be careful when you do that so yes i've also seen where and this is this is where it almost contradicts the EMF. People have brought in little devices that generate energy, yeah. and now letting the spirit use that energy to try and manifest. Which I can I agree with. If it helps, it can help. Yeah, like what things that people shouldn't you know cell phones should they shut them off when, once they go into an investigation? Probably right because that can. Leak off energy, getting a message, a text, an answering machine, you know, <clears throat> a call in itself. Oh, I would say anything you're not using to investigate should be turned off. Um, the only energy there should be what you're using to investigate, unless it is something separate that's generating energy that uh, the spirit can use. Yeah. Otherwise, shut it all down, let them come through. Um, you want no dis no distractions. And speaking of distractions, that's probably that is why you probably see most investigations happen at night. If you go in during the day, um, let's say you're looking at a house. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got traffic going by outside. You've got a whole busy life going on out there, and a lot of that can intrude into your investigation. In the quiet and the excuse the phrase "dead of the night," <laughs> yeah. uh, all of that's gone. So it isn't necessarily a place being more haunted at night. Mm. It's that it's easier to pick up evidence at night when everything is muted and quiet and there's nothing going on. That makes it a very good time. Do you, do you think? <laughs> do you think society will ever get to a point where? They have, every home has like a ghost box or some type of weird, you know, uh, you know, some type of object that they can go, they keep in maybe a shrine area where they can go and talk to their dead. You think in the future there'll ever be something like that? It'll be that acceptable in the whole, th the whole paranormal, you know, vibe of everything? Um, I don't think so. I, it gets strong i think in the early part of the uh last century it was called spiritualism and there was a lot of uh, mediumship and communication and investigations yeah. and then it waned and then it waxes and gets strong again right now we're in a strong area uh a time rather where there's a lot of interest and technology is helping people investigate it i don't think it will be because i don't think everybody wants that in the home there are people that are going through like just saying yeah, that's fine i don't need to know if there's a uh, spirit here with me or i don't want to know if there's a spirit here with me you think much um, like, what do you think yep, go ahead. you think much like aliens you know if the government came forward and said hey we just want to let everybody know that yeah ghosts are real and when you die sometimes you know you stay behind and you you're you're left in this realm and that that is the yes the unexplainable things you've been hearing about forever are true and are real do you think culture would then probably take a twist more so in the direction i mean i i almost see a, a future where people almost it'd be set up like funeral homes where funeral parlors rather in houses where they have like the parts of their house that for the coffin but you can put flowers and have it be real tri like a tribute section of the house where i could almost see a culture a society where they have this, you know, whatever it may be, you know, it could be anything. It could be, 
I don't want to say a Ouija board because that's a little lame, I think, but like it could be some diamond or some, you know, something, you know, some stone, some spiritual stone or something that it, it would in the future would be very common for people to have in their houses and when they want to speak to their ancestors or their spirit guides, so to speak. You know, it'd be one way of actually marketing spirit guides to people because you can, for free, you have them, you have them with you all the time <clears throat> for free, but then market you something free like water. You know what I mean? And I could see them marketing some stone that you sit down and you ask it questions and it tells you, you know, all the all, answers your questions in life. You like a horoscope, and on the flip side, you could also use it to communicate with past loved ones and let's say hey you want to ray wants to have a conversation with uh abraham lincoln get him on the line you know what i mean like something like that type deal i don't think it would be accepted that much i think the diversity and cultures and religious beliefs uh would kind of prohibit it yeah um i don't don't think that's going to happen to close it, you have had individual cultures in the past, mm-hmm. whether they had a shaman, whether they had uh, places that they did their sacred ceremonies, and many of them did believe that uh, you have a continuation and, and you could speak to. But I don't think that would work very well in society now. Uh, like I said, just the diversity and everybody would be shouting everybody else down. It's unfortunate, but I really think that you couldn't do that. On the other side of that is some people have something very similar to it, even though they uh, may not get messages back, at least directly or recognize them. You have um, someone's ashes in an urn in your house. You have a little area with a collection of yeah. pictures. So maybe you have a cross or another uh, symbol that's sacred to you, and that's where you go and you remember things and Maybe in a troubled time, you go over there and you say, you wish you were here. I don't know what to do. You mentally talk to them. And sometimes you get that little nudge to make a decision or you something suddenly pops in your head and go, yeah, I can do that. And you're getting a message. It may not be through a spirit box. It may not be through an EVP, but you've got your mini altar, so to speak. Yeah. And you're having an interaction there, even if you don't realize it. <laughs> Matrodamus predicts in the future this will be a thing. It'll be the marketing will be crazy on it. It'll be it'll be something you can get for free, but they'll market to you, and it'll be some, there'll be satanic things behind it. It'll be a, an evil force. It'll be like a Ouija board thing, but it, it'll be so it'll be like a triangle, like a dark triangle, maybe a dark cube, or you know, it could even be a pentagram for all we know. Um, but I could see in the future, in the distant future, not nothing, not next week or anything. But I, I, I had a vision. I, I seen a vision of this room in people's houses where they could have this stone or some type of object that they would uh, communicate with spirit guides and, 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 and passed on loved ones and even any people they don't they don't know that passed that they could summon them. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, uh, I am saying that it's, uh, I feel like it'll be a possibility one day. And it goes back to that thing we always talk about, about how opening those gates, man, people don't understand what they're doing, opening the, you know what I mean, opening the portals. And uh, I feel like that is what it'll, it'll eventually be that. Where right now you get the Ouija board type situation where it's, it's comes off very kid friendly and not adult. But I think that one day there'll be like an adult Ouija board that, is some weird black fucking cube, you know what I mean? It'll be like the thing from 2001, A Space Odyssey. It'll be that uh, monolith, the black monolith, and it'll, uh, you'll go speak to it, and it'll give it, it'll, 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 it'll then take on the, um, that item will take on the, the, the position of God to people, uh, which will send us into a more satanic world, you know what I mean, of all types of madness. But, um, I see that in the future. I had I, Matrodamus predicts it. That's my new Matrodamus. Matrodamus. Matrodamus, baby. Um, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you something. Yeah. If it's something that the government comes out with, don't trust it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a good thing. I got a feeling like there'll be such a thing, 
But and it'll come off as like, hey, we can talk to the dead, ain't that great? But like the reality of it'll be super fucking dark. Like the like the behind the scenes of it'll be super dark. The reason for it to be there will be super dark. You know, they can spy. It'll be another thing for them to spy on people with. Because now it, it's like the priesthood back in the day when you know they'd go to a confessional and that's how they got the church got their power because I think everybody was telling them their evil deeds. And they had that over their heads, so, like, they wouldn't go against them because they know that, you know, Tommy down the street jerks off at fucking little kids when, when, he's, when he's doing his thing. And, uh, you know, now he has that power over him to never... Tommy, that Tommy ain't never going to go against the church when, he's got, when they know his evil deeds like that, you know what I mean? Um, so I think it's yeah, kind yeah. But now you've got the web. Yeah, true. And everybody puts their whole life out on the web. Maybe so, it is. Yeah, the information's there. Maybe the maybe laptops is the, the what I'm seeing. Computers is is the, is the is the box that brings all this bad shit. It's got all that bad shit in it. You never know. So let's jump back to uh, we want. I went off on a tangent there, but let's go back to more uh, equipment for the old paranormal hunting. You know, now the spirit box. You believe in the spirit boxes, right? It's kind of. Um, like, I got- I got some questions because you're scanning radio frequencies yeah. uh, and what's coming through. I have a question about whether that thing really works or not. Yeah. I prefer EVP because if you get a voice talking back to you answering a question, that's plain. It's simple. Quite often there's so much noise on a spirit box that you're really kind of guessing at what they said. That sounded like I thought they said um, that's a male voice, but there's so much static that and it comes through so distorted that um i don't know about the spirit box i got a question on that one there yeah. uh, like i said evps are good i'm not too good on what they call to use and one of the names i saw on the web ghost radar yeah where it picks up the energy and you get this dancing stick figure yeah um got questions about that one I agree. I'll ask a social experiment question real quick. If you were on a two-way radio, like the people that have the two-way radios and they talk to each other all over the country and world, um, and you and, and and something came in from teenage kids that were trying to summon a spirit, and you heard that, would you play it up and be the big great actor that Ray Boone is and pretend to be that spirit <laughs> and pretend to be that spirit, or would you tell them? Hey guys, this is Ray Booten, the actor, your favorite actor, and you ain't talking to no dead people today. What would you do? Which one? Um, I might tell them to uh, stop what they're doing. Then again, the way I might tell them is I might just turn around and go, "Leave me alone." See, and now the experiment is a success because a lot of people I feel would do that and um, if you have like with the ghost box that's picking up frequencies you could always run into something like that and that could be a reason why people thought they heard things well hopefully yeah. I don't know can you hear that thunder I heard that thunder yeah it's it's stormy over here yeah. um, hopefully if I did that whoever was on the other end would put it down and never go back to it because uh uh-uh, uh they said leave me alone that voice didn't sound nice uh uh-uh, uh I'm not doing this again yeah the, uh, have you ever heard of the fl- a flux device? Uh, what's it measure? Maybe. Um, it's like a. Let me see here. The flux device is like a weird. It looks like a. Um, like a, you know, those things they used to do back in the day for uh, sleep, where it was like a triangle and. You'd stare at it, and it would like go back and forth like a pendulum, like it, like it was, uh, and it would help you fall asleep. Uh, no, like, I'm not. I'm not familiar with that. It looks like I'm familiar that a with pendulums, bit. but I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, no. I mean, in the, in the '90s. Oh, that one shook things. I think I'll go back inside. It's coming for you. It's coming for your ass. Well, we we had the. Uh, power go out and go back on here so that uh yeah i think i'll just go back inside it's not stay out here oh for sure i'd say so yeah i think it's another uh, no thing. i i never heard the uh i never heard 
the flux device. Hmm. Never heard of that one. Yeah, I think it's another one that you, you ask it questions and it answers it or something like that. But um, I mean, for, well, we, we could probably wrap up equipment because right now, realistically, that's what you need. You know, you need, you know, something to get audio, some video and pictures. I mean, the team. We'll go into the team next. The team's important, I think, for para, for for doing investigations. You know, we've talked about with two other paranormal teams. You know, they have psychics, they have mediums, um, they have you know um, Reiki specialists. Um, what else they got? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I know that the ones I've seen where they use a medium. Uh, number one, if possible, if you're doing, let's say an asylum or a prison obviously the person knows where you're going into yeah but if you're doing a house i think it is better for the integrity of the investigation that the medium does not know or the psychic does not know anything about it and that they can give some messages what i don't see which i would love to see is that uh if you have a medium working actually with the investigators while they're investigating, not just tell them about it and leave. In other words, if uh, the medium is over there and they're saying, can you, the investigators are saying, oh, is this John? And the medium is over there saying, in their way, trying to open it, open their own portal, oh, wait, the John, are you here? They're doing that mentally. And they might say, uh, no, it's, it's not John. And they it could be an interplay back and forth where they're talking to the spirits and hopefully convincing or helping the spirits to be able to communicate through the devices. Now, you never see that interaction. You never see them helping in that way. You only see them delivering messages before or after. Yeah. I would love, I'd love to see that interplay where they're going through the whole thing and they're, like I just said, they're helping and they're communicating with the spirits real time while they're investigating, helping to support or guide the investigation from the information they're getting. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, th- those things. I mean, if you're if you get the if you're really putting together a team, you know, you can gra- gather these folks. I'd say, you know what I mean. Um, but for the most part, I mean. The core, yeah, you, the core you, unit, you get yeah. them all. You get them all together. Uh, discuss the rules. The other thing I would say is beforehand, mm-hmm. you ask for uh, a blessing and protection and help in helping the the people that are trapped in there or helping them communicate as well as for your own protection. And when you leave, uh, you have someone do the same thing, uh, but in reverse, as in to make sure there are no attachments and you don't bring anything with you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, protection, we've talked about this before, protection is one of the most important things that you never really see anybody discussing, you know, to go back to some of those TV shows, I don't think they ever really, I'm sure it's all behind the camera, you know, off off screen, but I think they do a couple of them uh, to let people know at home that they should be doing, you know, prayers and rituals for protection, Um, but yeah, protection is super important. You know, because uh, tell them what can happen if there is no protection. Well, there, there was one show uh, or one group. They've had a couple shows on. The beginning of every investigation, you saw them do a prayer for protection. And I really, I really like that. They did it before they went in. And the interesting thing is they had a lot more evidence doing that than most of the other shows. And I think it is the attitude they had with, with the protection and asking for help that kind of opened the door that made it easier for the spirits to communicate with them. Yeah. Yeah, then you got to close it up, though. Uh, that'll be whoever, if you have a psychic or a medium, whoever that is, or whoever the religious person is in the group is, they would be the one, they would be the closer. It's like a, like a concert. You got your openers and your closers. Yep. That's it. But, yeah, very important to, uh, you know, be protected in a situation like that. Um, we got, you want to hop into some, some do's and some don'ts? Uh, or do you want to keep going? Is there any... 
Like I was saying, the don't is, and the best you can control it is overact. Yeah. Um, you may be eliminating evidence. You missed it because you were too busy yelling and screaming about what happened. Yeah. Do, also, don't exaggerate what's, what's going on. Uh, try and keep a level head. I know that um, it probably going back about 10 years ago, I was working on a movie set out of state and I was talking with one of the cam cameramen and they actually worked for, um, they were picking this job up that they were going back to and they actually worked for one of the shows that does investigations. They've done some of that work and what will happen is sometimes is they'll get something and it's at the network prodding is that they'll get something and then they'll yell cut and then they'll have them do the reaction over again because they want a bigger reaction. They want to play it up. You know, mm -hmm. oh, we act more startled, act more what, and they'd reshoot that part of it. And it's unfortunate that that happens. I would say never do that in real life. Yeah. Never overact. Uh, you can be screaming while your best EVP is coming through and you'll never pick it up. Truth. And also the spirits themselves may not like it if you're doing nothing but carrying on, they may just back off and you don't get any evidence because they see you more like a joke than an actual investigator. Truth. Which would be more of a threat to you if they didn't respect you. Yeah, it would be. Do you think somebody not being respect like a, res a joke would be reason that they wouldn't want to, they wouldn't want to, take their energy or they just did take it anyways oh if they wanted it they'd take it but I think that you're probably going to get them uh, backing off because you're not showing that respect so you there's think... no respect there so they're not going to communicate with you hmm I figured they would just... it's interesting I like it um let me see here what should we go trying to think yeah. what I was going to say what should we go and do next well besides besides the respect and it's the behavior you've got the equipment mm -hmm. the the open mind not being hell bent on disproving or proving everything um and don't uh, what you want to do is take your experiences and allow those experiences to guide you on your next step allow your mind to open up a little bit and accept it what you've just seen or what you've heard and you take a look at what you did and do that again or expand expand on it the next time that you're investigating because it worked if you went in respectful if you gave them time to talk back and they were talking back don't get excited the next time talk over them yeah or start acting strange, you do what works, and you keep it as simple as possible uh, with the equipment, with a mixture of the old school, even the even the flashlight. I've always found that fascinating that you don't see many groups using that flash, turn the flashlight on and off. Yeah, but that's a perfect uh, perfect device because if you're in a darkened room and you said, you know, if is there somebody here, can you turn that flashlight on and it turns on? When no one's touching it, obviously you got a response. Right. So keeping it basic, keeping it simple, some good equipment, some good uh, old school techniques, and if there's something there, you'll find it. If there's something there, it may find you, True. because it's responding to you, your inquiries, your spirit, your inquisitiveness, and with that respect, it wants to talk to you. And those are very key things. That re respect being one of them. Respects big, <clears throat> the living and the dead. Oh yeah. Wish I could play respect on the show, R E S P C T. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's in, it's always a good thing, you know. You gotta for anybody going into ghost hunting, I assume that you would go in with a good heart about it. Like you're going to, you're going to kind of find something that's not, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, the the. The paranormal and unexplained, 
not your regular thing. You're going into a specialized field, you know what I mean? And what you're going after is, you know, hopefully you're not going in the way you would hunting, deer hunting, or where you're going to put, you want a, a ghost head for your mantle, but you're just going in to kind of investigate and understand um, the situation and the, 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 whole, the whole thing. Um, I'm sure there's people that go in for weird, bad reasons, you know what I mean? But I think if you go into it for the most part just to kind of investigate uh, something that's unknown to you, you know, and you go in peaceful, leave peaceful, it should be, you know, get your protection, of course, but it should be a good, should be a good, uh, a good memory, a good situation, you know, that, that you had while doing so. And when you're investigating, what you've got to realize is there are a lot of there may be a lot of stories about a place, mm-hmm. but they may just be that a lot of stories. So if you don't get anything, one of two things: one is there's a lot a lot of legend that built up about a place that may not be true. Yeah. And the other thing is that uh, to begin with, that was not your night. Spirits will communicate when they think it is appropriate. You won't get them all the time. You could have a group go into one place, get a lot. Another group go into the same place, not get much. Even if you're doing everything right. The spirits communicate on their terms with who they want. So you cannot be discouraged. Somewhere down the line, you will find spirits that will want to talk to you. They will want to leave messages. They may show you orbs or um, move something. That will that will happen, but you just have to be persistent, knowing that it doesn't happen all the time to everybody. Now, when a ghost is seen, do you think that that's something uh, of an like the anniversary of the passing, or do you think that they can just touch down whenever they whenever they want, so to speak, or whenever they raise? Because I know they need energy to cross over, so like whenever they build up that energy to to go there do you think it's more of a building up an energy and then going to that place or do you think it's uh, more of a anniversary of a death that they show up what do you think or if um if they'll if they're and we've spoken about it before if they're locked into the world and locked into a certain place they'll be there often yeah i mean that's that's where they are they have not moved on and that's where they're that's where they're trapped and that's where you'll pick up uh messages now, whether it's because they refuse to let go or they got trapped there, whatever it may happen to be, they they will be there. I don't think they just uh, flicker in and out on a particular anniversary. Once they've moved on, they've moved on. Um, but I think that those that are still residing in a place uh, are going to be there and are going to present quite often. And when you when you when you you know, there's two different ways you can catch them. You can catch them in, like, at the time and the physical, um, see something, or later on the, you know, the EVPs, the cameras, and the recorders, and all that stuff. Um, what do you, th- you think the reason why you catch them on a recorder instead of with your eye is because they're en- they don't have uh, enough energy to manifest physically? Or do you think that's something else? It could be uh, not enough energy. It's also, you may catch them, let's say it's a... Uh a visual on a full spectrum re, uh, camera. Yeah. Well, our eyes only see a limited spectrum. We don't see where they're presenting. Um, it can be the same thing when you're looking at, at equipment for picking up an EVP. Mm. Um, it's at a frequency that we're, we cannot pick up, but that recording device will pick it up. Yes. So they were there, they said something, and that's one reason why playing the EV, giving them a timeful response and playing it back to see if they respond, it is good to get that interaction and to get more answers back and to respect the fact that they did give you an answer and allowing the equipment to do its job, which is hear things we cannot hear. Yeah. I mean, our, the best low-budget investigation I ever did mm-hmm. uh, with my pals would be, um, you know, we went to that, that, that Hanson Mental Hospital and... During the time of being in there, you know, you get a creepy vibe and all that, and um, but you don't see like we brought cameras in there and everything that we kind of we we noticed we noticed after the fact via the video camera. Um, I mean, except for certain things like you know, uh, I had a cell phone that was like that had battery that could, like as soon as we got there like died like buried went off. Um, my buddy too. Um, 
So, like, it was sucking that energy for sure. We felt that. Um, but we didn't really see anything crazy. Like, it's funny, we watched the tape, and it's like, if we seen half of the shit that we see in that tape while we were there, we would have left. You know what I mean? Like, that would have been the end of the invest- <laughs> That would have been the end of the investigation. Um, every- there's everything from orbs to crazy sounds that you can't, you can't argue that it's something else. Um... You know, I've told the story, I think, uh, the last episode or the episode before that about where when we were leaving and uh, he he was handing me the camera, we were both looking at my hand and we started hearing that noise and I look over and the plaster is falling and then I look back and his feet are going through the window and then as soon as I realize, okay, he's, he's like bailing out of this situation, I heard the three voices behind my head and then I just was like, yep. And uh, got the fuck out of there. Um, but those are that you know that it, it's, it's there's. I think it, I think that everything kind of happened for a reason. I think the way it played out. Like I've said before, I feel they you're gonna you only see something if they want to show you something. And I don't know with the technology if it's that they're willing to show themselves on the cameras and stuff, or if they're just actually captured without the you know captured on these these devices because there's times when you won't get nothing you know what i mean and they're there i'm sure they're there they're just not giving you anything i feel you know what i mean well i i think that with the sophistication of some of the equipment we're picking up more whether they realize it or not yeah Uh, as far as um not seeing something while you're there one of the things is that if we're in a heightened state Mm -hmm. and we're nervous and we're looking around, and we're looking at the equipment, and we're looking down the hall, and we're doing this, and we're doing that. We miss that thing happening sometimes right in front of us. Yeah. Because we're not, we're not focused on it. Later on, you look at the tape, and you go, wow, I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, the mind is going a thousand miles an hour in different directions, and you're trying to do all of this different stuff. You're distracted. Yeah. And you, you miss it. Even when it's when it's right in front of you, and that's where the equipment is there to pick up what you miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait to do that episode because there's a lot of stuff. I left Sean on. There's a lot of weird things in that hospital, and um, it is. It's like every, you know, I, I think it's like forty-five to an hour. I think that the, what we got footage-wise, but like. It feels like every three five minutes, you know, you're 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 seeing something crazy, you know. And there's a few things in there that you can probably argue, but there's a few things in there that you really can't argue. Uh, hearing something or seeing something crazy, you know, it's uh, definitely well, fun. That yeah. Well, years ago, I did a uh, a film, uh, the Ghost Under Salem. Salem's a haunted ship in Massachusetts. And, uh, my wife came along, and out of curiosity, we're taking pictures of different parts when not filming different parts of the ship. Uh, that place, you could look somewhere, and then you look down at the camera, the camp, what you, actually with cell phones, and look back up, and it's like, uh, where did those lights or orbs come from? <laughs> yeah. But, the uh, it was photographed, but it didn't show to the naked eye. And that place had a lot of them, an awful lot of them. And that was quite a few years ago. I'm curious as to what new equipment would find uh, if someone goes in there. Yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, I wish I could bring some new equipment into that hospital, because, but I, they tore it down, which is unfortunate. But there was, like, everything. There was shadow people in there. There was, like, orbs. There was, uh, you know, we've seen things moving that shouldn't be moving. Um, rocks, there was like, we'd be walking and you'd see rocks like like little pebbles like fly in front of the camera, like past the screen. A lot of weird stuff. That was the most happening, um, you know, paranormal, most paranormal activity that I kind of encountered in any type of investigation. And that was, I mean, I've, I've encountered weird things just in life, but the, when we were actually went looking for something, I think that's the, the craziest, uh, things I've ever gotten. But, um, 
yeah, you got to have respect. You got to respect the whole thing, you know. It's like fishing. It's a lot like fishing, you know. You got to kind of go in with good intentions and you drop your lure and you wait it out and hopefully something will bite. Uh, and if it bites, you rail it in and, you know, you see what you got, what, it, what, it, what it's got to say. Uh, but there's some days you'll go to the lake and you won't catch nothing, not even a mosquito. You know what I mean? I think it's more like flaunt. Uh, you know when you do the casting? Yeah. I think it's more like that. You put it out there, then you reel it in, you check it. Nope, not this one. Yeah. Then you put it out there again, reel it in. But you take it nice and quiet, steady, patience. That's the key, is patience. Yeah, like uh, buddy Ray from Metro West says, they go out there for, you know, hours upon hours uh, to record stuff. And then once you sit down, it's even more. It's days upon days of just rolling through that stuff, trying to find, you know, a little thing, you know. Which, which if he was here, I'd wonder, I'd be like, do you ever find anything, like, completely randomly? Like, you would... I'm sure you, you when you ask questions, you probably, that's when you'd get a lot of stuff. But uh, I'd be curious if he's gotten anything just kind of randomly at the end before a tape ended or before a cut or something like that, like something just thrown in there that they wanted to, they wanted to give him a little something. You know what I mean? Well, I think if you put together a team, hopefully it can be a large enough team so that <clears throat> at points you can split off. Yeah. And... Also, what you would want to do is not keep the same two people together all the time because people have different energies and a spirits will pick up on it. Mm. And you have two people go into one room, do an investigation for a while, leave the room alone. Have different people go in, do some stuff in that room again later on. Yeah. And maybe switch the, switch the people up here and there have some go in a room because whether it's male or female, a spirit may react better to one or another, young or old, uh, the energy of that person. Try and give them what they want or what they like to communicate with. It's something that will draw them out. And it may be the personality of the person, the gender, whatever it happens to be. Mix and match and put them out there and see what you get that way. Because just because one person goes into a room and doesn't get something doesn't mean another person can't. It's what that spirit responds to. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. It's all, uh, you know, different. If, you, if there was somebody that had a lot of negative energy around them and they went into, a, you know, a paranormal place, e easier to get possessed, you'd say, yeah, by a spirit or no? Uh, easier to draw negative energy, a possible attachment, yeah. Because you'll see stories, uh, or you'll see shows or whatever where, you know, parent investigators go in there and one of them will get, you know, possessed by the ghost. It'll come into them or the spirit, the, we'll get, the demon or whatever will go into them. And then uh, they're crazy, you know, they're fo foaming at the mouth and getting wild and all that. You know what I mean? Uh, I've seen it. And that's another one I, I tend to question. I won't say it's... Uh... Not possible. Yeah, that's definitely a speculate, uh, speculatory there. Uh, but if it's on a very successful show, I've noticed a trend on s several successful shows that, um, and, and it's got to be a network sort of thing because they want viewers, is that if you look at something that's been on for a long period of time, over time they put them in bigger places, um, places with nastier reputations, but not only that is that, uh, well, they're getting attacked a lot more often. They're getting possessed a lot more often. Uh, where they're going has now has very few ghosts and lots of demon or evil in it. And that's ratings. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that, that's, that's ratings. When you get away from the big shows and you go on streaming services, you see the quieter, more methodical um, investigations. And actually sometimes, in one respect, they're a little boring. Because the uh, people are taking it slow and careful to try and get something. Um, they'll never make it as entertainers, but they just may do very well as investigators. Yeah. I believe it. Um, there's definitely a lot of entertainers within the field of investing, especially on TV. Even in the... Uh, 
everybody's got a kind of personality in the in the business. I feel there's not too many folks that are just kind of you know don't have personality. I think there's a lot of personality. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's some, but you know the field of investigators is usually a fun bunch. I'd say. It is, except there was one exception. I would think I was uh, a few days ago. I was watching one again on a streaming service, and they were doing everything right, and they were getting some responses. But I was sitting there going, "This is the got to be the most boring group." Yeah, they were too. I mean, it was great for the investigation, but they were too low key and methodical. Mm. It was kind of like putting a bunch of uh, science, not entertainers, but science geeks in there that were focusing totally on which is the right thing to do yeah but not since you wanted to since you filmed it and want to stream it and put it out there um they were fortunate they got evidence but it's not going to make for great entertainment but it is going to make uh for an interesting show if you want to see evidence come through yeah Yeah, you know that you gotta. I'm surprised to hear that they're all well. The, the negative there, there's people that enjoy negative people, I guess. But yeah, with the shows, you gotta kind of have a peppy, you know, gung ho, friendly, be your best bud type of attitude. I I feel you know what I mean. Whenever you're selling anything to an audience, you gotta kind of be what they what they'd want around them. You know what I mean. So for the most part, I think that you know in the television televised paranormal shows they they attempt to that maybe they're a little too sassy at times but for the most part you know they're they're on the up and up i'll say that safely in case we ever get any guests any of their guests from the television shows to pop on and they they go hey i'm gonna go listen to a mostly ghostly episode and it's the episode where we're matt fish is laying their scumbags they're fucking scumbags uh, <laughs> I I would I would tend to say yeah most of them are legitimate yeah um, and they're trying they're trying to do well they are legitimate and I agree you need some personality you need an interplay between the different people yeah and when you put that team together let's say someone is going to film it or it streams, you're looking first for the person's character, then for their technical or ghost hunting skills, and third for their personality. Do they get along with the others? Are these people that could, you know, sit down, have a coffee, laugh, talk, uh, that sort of thing? If all those things come come together, you'll get a good investigation and a good show. Yeah. Um, and I would say a majority of the ones I've seen... Uh, and believe me, there have been dozens. Um, I'd say they were they were all legitimate. Sure. Uh, it's, the personalities varied a little bit, but these people were genuinely trying, and some did get some good evidence. Yeah. Yeah. You want to pop into some uh, do's and don'ts? Uh, I got, I got the only don'ts, I mean, we covered, we covered some do's as far as you want some protection. I mean, yeah. uh, the, to, to me, there's some kind of things that are obvious. If you're going to investigate, have soft sole shoes. You don't want to be walking around with something that's going clip-clop all night. Wow, that's very good right there. People wouldn't think of that one. You got you got right in there, and, and they're going to thank you for the favor of it later. You know, Be in stealth mode. Yeah. You're constantly, everything you do, you want to give the spirit a chance to communicate or to manifest. Yeah. And it's not going to do it if you're making noise. If you're talking continuously, if you're banging around while you're walking, um, if you're overacting, basically think, okay, how can I be in here and be quiet? How can I be respectful? Yeah. And how can I... What do they need to communicate? Okay, I ask a question, they need time to answer. I'll think about a conversation. Well, if I were talking continuously, I'd turn the other person off. So I think I'll shut up and let them talk. So treat them like, like they were still here, like they were still people. and Treat them with that respect. Don't talk over them. Don't push them. And especially don't taunt them. Uh, that's the worst thing you can do is, is taunt and challenge yeah. Uh, the total disrespect, and you don't know how that's going to go wrong. True. 
would you say um, don't uh, tell you know if you're if you're do, checking out a house or a place for a client, do not do not tell them during the investigation or directly after. You know what's going on. You want to kind of take that home with you and your team and kind of mill it over and figure out you know what's going on before you approach them, right? Uh, definitely. Not only want to review it, you want to analyze it. You want to, if possible, uh, let's say you've gone into a house and some weird stuff occurred, maybe uh, do a search, punch in that address and find out if anything ever occurred at that house uh, so you can put things in perspective. If it's something you don't understand, seek out someone who might be able to give you a better understanding of it, yeah. might be able yeah. to in, interpret the information that's got you stumped. Uh, whether it's from a medium or from your evidence, what could that be? I'm not sure. But whatever you're looking at it, and you're start, starting to say, I'm not sure. Well, I know so-and-so, and they spent the last 20 years as a professional photographer. Yeah. So I'm going to ask them about this picture. Right. You know, it's good time to analyze, time to put it all together in a nice cohesive picture, as accurate as possible for the knowledge that you can gather, and then present it to them. With the evidence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Ray's talked about it before, how he likes to do his thing. I'd also say you don't want to, uh, as well as not sharing with the clients, you probably don't share anything with any of your team people until they get a full, get a full good amount of time to get out there on their own and kind of pick up what what they can pick up before you kind of collect, uh, you know, gather notes and go over notes with each other so you don't put anything in their head or in their subconscious, right? Yeah, you, you let you let it happen. You don't influence it. And the problem is that when, you, when you're talking too much in one area or another, whether it's about the history or I just got this. I mean, if you're in a room with somebody and you get an EVP, obviously you're both listening to it, but you kind of let it happen. And you use the different experiences, particularly if you're splitting off team members, to verify what the other one got. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. But you don't want to contain, you don't want cross contamination. You want everybody to experience it, document it, and then all together at the end, do all your comparisons. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Always approach it with a good attitude and open, being open and. You don't always catch something, you know what I mean? So you know, don't let it, don't get frustrated with it. And the flip side of that is when you do catch something after you're doing the review and you've done it all and stuff, allow yourself to be excited and enjoy it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. When it happens, it's great. Hell yeah. Would you like to say uh, anything else to anybody in closing of uh, with ghost hunting? You know, this is... Uh... No, just keep your protection up, keep your mind open, and be respectful. Enjoy it. You're, you're, you're there to communicate with people, to get documentation, and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah, protection is key. Be respectful. Enjoy yourself. Head on in there. You know, don't leave a big footprint. You know, and... uh one day you'll be there too, I guess, right? If you're lucky, unlucky, <laughs> so, however it goes. But uh, yeah, you know, we, we're we're going to start doing more investigations, so we'll learn a lot more when we're in the field. I know both of us have really only done a couple, couple things. You know, when it comes to you, know, you Ray, more than me, so but paranormal investigating. You know, I think uh, the more more knowledge will be had, so maybe we'll return in the future for a part two to this episode. But uh, this is the gist of it. You know, we want to just get out there and bang out an episode and hunting because, you know, with the show, we talk to a lot of people and a lot of people always talk about how they, you know, want to do their own investigating and such. So, you know, we're, that, that's what brought this episode on us. So for all the folks out there talking about doing it, here's a little, here's a, a rough guideline to follow and, you know, follow your own path and, just be smart and wise and kind and respectful, and uh, there shouldn't be any issues, you know. So with that, you know, me and Ray want to say thanks for listening. Numbers are up. We appreciate you kind folks listening to the show, sharing it, making us ultra ghostly famous, which is beautiful. 
But heck yeah. Oh yeah. So uh without without uh without wasting any more people's time of just lingering on, we'll say have a good one and we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. Thank <laughs> you.